You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, this is John from Geek Elite Media, and this podcast is being brought to you by Cuts by Candace. Candace Gist is a hairstylist that will work with you to get the right look. She uses her 18 years of experience to understand my needs and is the only one that comes near my hair. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of March 2019, and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you, you can. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds where it's the same year and you're the same person, but everything else is different? And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. That's right, folks. We're here. We're still in March, so we're still talking about Green Lanterns. Green Lantern. That's right. The best character out there. Yeah, that's Fact. Right. That's very true. <laughs> Fact. Throwing down that gauntlet. That's right. And we got Chris, myself, and Rafa is joining ooh, us ooh. again. It's yeah. kind of like you wake up every day, you put on your pants, and then you talk about Green Lantern. And I know I say this every time, but... People need to get on your guys' level because there's, <laughs> there's okay people, there's people you tolerate, and then there's you two. Uh-huh. Not only do you guys bring the sweet jams with your <laughs> sweet knowledge, but also you're just pleasant to just look at. Well, you know what? We appreciate it, and we, we say the same about you. Lanas Thank you. Gez, my friend. Lanas Gez. Thank you. What a, what a treat for all of you listening out tonight. So before we get onto the spinner rack and then eventually into our challenge for the week, uh, having to do with the Green Lantern Corps or... Why not? Well, not so much the core, just one particular. The destruction particular. of the core. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, I would, I, two, two news updates. Uh, one, Disney Plus announced that they were going to be doing a show based off of their somewhat popular series of What If comics. And wow. I would say that sounds very familiar. I am so happy and elated. <laughs> like, finally, somebody caught on to the power of imagination. It's like, yeah. hey. Let's do this, and it's doing. I mean, it will be, but yes. I mean, exciting. we're hope so. Like, so a lot of the speculation I've heard because it's all that's all that it is right now is just speculation. Oh, yeah, is that uh, they will be able to get back some of their um, top tier MCU actors to oh. come voice the stuff because it will be animated. That's awesome. Yep. That's so cool, and that's we, the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't have to pay them as much. No. And, you know, well, it's not as much work. And we can do work. cool stuff. I mean, like, you could have 10 more years of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Yeah. It's true. You know? Give me the animation from Star Wars The Clone Wars the first time and Samurai Ooh. Jack. Okay. And give me some MCU stuff. I'm down to watch that. <laughs> I mean, we already had Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. Now I have Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. That's I'd right. Good. All right. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to derail this if you all don't mind. Okay. Because I was thinking about this on the way over here. So if if it were up to me, the first episode, now I want you to, I'm going to give you some leeway. I'm going to buy you guys some time. What would you pick to be the first episode of What If? So if it were me, I'm going to go straight to the source material, and I'm going to go to What If number one, the original one, and that's the Fantastic Five. And I would get uh, the Fantastic Four actors to come back. Which ones? Uh, Jessica Alba. Oh, that one. Chris Evans, Ian Groford, and Michael Chiklis. And I would have... You know, the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man join up and become a team, and I would get 
Tobey Maguire to come back as well. And I would just homage straight up to like, these were the first ones that made it to the big screen cinema in the modern era of, of television or uh, comic book movies. So I want to share that with them. And I would just give them the great story of the Fantastic Five. That's See, how I'd do it. I like that. Now, I told you when they did uh, um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, right. um, one of the Spider-Mans that I wanted to see show up was a Spider-Man version of the 90s animated show. Oh, like, I would love to have that actor come and do the voice. Yes. Now, for your version, instead of having Tom McGuire and the actors who were in the that two movies of Fantastic Four, I would love to see the 90s Fantastic oh, Four so cartoon. Oh, the Marvel Action Hour voice actors. Exactly. Oh, and I, then that Spider-Man. I could secede to that. Like, I mean, that I love I love pick. your cast too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. No, but I mean, I, honestly, like, I love those voices. Like, we actually, and it's a shame because it's it's all in who you know and whatnot, but it's probably been a month now, but the, the voice actor of Dr. Doom from that era, he passed away. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, so we lost to us our original Doom because, I mean, there were the cartoons of, like, this the late 60s and the 70s, which were basically Jack Kirby cartoons you know like hey let's take his his animation and move it a little like, cartoons <laughs> but um yeah no we lost him but i mean actually those were to me i love those voices like i before robert downey jr when i would hear iron man i would hear that tony stark from yeah one, yeah you know? yeah you can't help but as soon as you hear that ah Iron Man, it's in your head right now you're all yeah. humming and singing it with me yeah. <laughs> so if i were to choose uh the first what if episode that they were going to do for me, it would be what started MC2. Nice. So it would be what, uh, what if, uh, Mayday Parker. Yeah. What if, uh, the, the MC2 world. So yeah. What if Spider-Man's baby girl grew up? Yeah. What if Spider-Girl lived or I forget what that first, that issue was called, but essentially, you know, it's, it's instead of, uh, I mean, did, did she ever actually technically die? I know that they, they that Norman Osborn pick, gets Kane to kidnap her, but I don't know if you ever find out if she's actually dead. I think she's I, just missing. I don't know. I mean, like we don't see her dead because technically you could argue, oh, maybe the infant baby was sleeping when the handoff happened. Uh, uh, so it's alluded that it was a stillbirth, and then Norman Osborn just right. being the creepy fuck he is, is like, give me that baby body anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm so a goblin. You, I would do that. I would probably like voice actor wise. Who who would I want for my mayday? That's the big one. Well, yeah, that's true. Who's who, your mayday? Who do who do I want for my mayday? You know who's great right now, and and but she's already she's already Spider Gwen in the uh, oh, Spider Verse. Yeah. I was gonna say Haley Steinfeld, um, Lisa Loeb. Lisa Loeb. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean. Spider Girl is still a teenager when her comic book came around. Voices don't age. Yeah, that's true. Very eternal. Okay, Lisa in that Lowe. case, I just that out well, there. Just put Susan Sarandon. You know, hey. Susan Sarandon would be a better <laughs> Aunt May. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that that's a very good question. Who 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 would I like to see as the voice of Mayday Parker? So, did you see the movie, um, uh, what is it, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates? Yes. So, the the sister that's getting married, Shuglin, something like that. Her name is Shuglin. Yeah. At least that is, that's what it is on Instagram. Uh, her. I think she's very funny. She can pull off the quips. She's uh, she's she's straight up like quick like improv. Oh, that's so perfect fast. for Mayday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, I, like, would, I would love to do that. I forget her name, but the, the girl that played... The the main girl in the Punisher season two, like the the teenager. 
I haven't I haven't watched season two yet. Oh, well, whatever her I'm name terrible. is. I like okay. her. I Same kind of aspect. Things you guys said. <laughs> she's, uh, she's just quippy and she has a good voice. I like her. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 that's the, the first episode I would go for. If I was doing a what if, that's hard. Um, first episode, easy. It would be, I would do a shot for shot remake of uh, Batman versus Superman directed by <laughs> Zack Snyder um, <laughs> with all of the same voices, but with more shirtless Superman. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Okay, um, that is the. What I'd if. like. I, I'd like to do a what if where what if uh, Magneto won or he killed Charles Xavier, Ooh. and then like the the original five X Men joined him and just seeing what kind of world they created. So, the so new they're brotherhood the brotherhood. I think that'd be cool. I wonder if there's one like that out there. There's got to be, right? Like, there has to be. You'd think, right? There's stuff that's been very close to it. Um, I mean, because almost that that alludes to not that it's exactly, but that's very close to. Uh, Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Because that's, that's where Xavier was dead, so Magneto picks up. Now, granted, we don't have the influence of Apocalypse, but still, that's pretty cool. Right. And that's the hard part. I mean, I don't know what I'd do as far as the first episode. That'd probably be like third, fourth, fifth, whatever episode. Right. I'd also like one where maybe Vision never became Vision, and he and Ultron just took out Ooh, all of the, all oh, the wow. good guys in the machine. That'd be an interesting one. Yeah. Nice. I like this. And then it's up to to Clint to take them all out. <laughs> one arrow at a time. <laughs> Uh, so I'm then, only gonna stop all twenty eight of you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> another two, um, uh, another two pieces of news. Uh, I kind of felt like I, I'm obligated to bring this up, but we got a director announced for Shang Chi Master of Kung Fu from the really? MCU today. Nice. Yeah, who was it? His name is Destin Daniel Cretton. He's huh. has three movie credits to his name as a director. His his big one, his first one was Short Short Term Twelve, which uh, starred Rami Malek and Brie Larson. Wow. So uh, his his next movie had Brie Larson in it, and his current movie, the one that I believe is about to come out, also has Brie Larson in it. So, obviously, he's got that connection to the yeah, MCU now. There it is. Um, so Carol's going to meet Shang-Chi. <laughs> I'm guessing Carol might might meet up with Shang-Chi at some point. Um, I'm, I, 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 like, I haven't watched Short Term 12, so I don't know about his, his film style or not. But I'm kind of excited and weary about a Shang-Chi movie being made. I don't know how I feel about that. I have not read a lot of Shang-Chi. Um, but you got to wonder... What are they going to do to make it not so stereotypical? Yeah, for sure that'll be hard. The only area that I've read him was in his stunt when he was part of the Avengers, part of... Oh, probably like the new Avengers and stuff like yeah. that, the street level teams? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. no, because he was part of like the Galactic team. Oh, oh wow. That um, leading up to Infinity. I forget the name of the, the artist and the writer at this point. But Hickman, Hickman's, yeah, Hickman's Avengers, run. he was part of that. Oh, that's right, because yeah, everybody was an Avenger practically. That's um, right, yeah. And uh, I liked his characterization. I liked what he was doing. I liked his soft-spoken, ready to punch and fight, but more so kind of being a sense of like the spirit of the group. So, I mean, that's cool, but as far as a standalone, I don't know. I don't know how much quips they take from like Iron Fist, especially considering how many people didn't like it and it yeah. was miscast or however you want to put it. So, I don't know. Well, the tough thing is, and this is where we have a trouble. Some characters don't do well by themselves. Like Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Like you have to put him in Avengers. You have to put him in a team movie. His own movie wouldn't work so well. Because even though if you look at his... I, I always joke about this with Mitch. I've bought every stupid Hawkeye solo book out there. <laughs> always, 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 always. And then for some reason when Matt Fraction was coming along, I was like, nope, I'm not going to buy this. And I'm pissed at myself, super pissed. I missed like the greatest Hawkeye run. But even in that Hawkeye run, 
he was not solo. He still had Kate there yeah, and all the Kate other heroes. And all those, yeah. You know, and so it's like, it's going to be tough. Like, honestly, that's where it's like you do the street level Avengers. You have a couple of characters there. Misty Knight, Colleen Wing, um, Moon Knight. You know, you could put a couple of guys in there and then you have that because you're right. Like, otherwise, it's like, well, how are we not playing to the stereotype? How are we not playing to the tropes? And how are we not going to steal from other properties that are there? Because there's a lot of similarity with stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's tough. So, I mean, I wish them the best of luck because he's a character with a lot of great history when written well. Because that's right. I'm glad you reminded me of Hickman. He was an interesting character. Like He easily could have gotten a couple of, like a miniseries out of that. I think his fan base was that well. But again, he's kind of sat in the mothballs. What do you do? Yeah, like I said, the last thing I read was he was in uh, a few issues of uh, the new Domino series written by Gail Simone. Like oh, she, nice. she, you know, when her powers were going on the fritz, she couldn't rely on them. So she needed to learn how to fight properly. So she went and found Shang-Chi. He ended up coming, you know, she kind of, uh, became a little bit entranced with the teacher kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, smooth. He was, there. so he, you know, he teaches her to fight. The, the thing before that was back in, Oh, Ultimate Spider-Man! When he when Spider-Man needed to learn how to fight, like yeah, how to right. use his spider powers to actually uh, fight, other than just hey, I'm going to use my strength to hit somebody, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing what they do. That probably means it's going to be one of their 2021 movies that's going to come out. Yeah. Um, so either that, and now the other part of the MCU is Scott Derrickson, director of. The first Doctor Strange, and I believe he signed on to direct to direct the second Doctor Strange. He tweeted today, and then immediate, almost immediately, deleted it. He tweeted something out about, "Oh my God, oh my God, Namor." So, I'm wondering if Namor is going to show up in Doctor Strange too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think cool. so. Oh, it, so if you look at what Marvel Publication is doing, like. Granted, yes, Aquaman, we've known that's coming and we've seen some stuff. We've seen how big the throne of Atlantis has come, um, the both the, the animated movie and the comic series. So Marvel is doing a lot of stuff. Like right now, if you want to get Namor, read Invaders. There's a lot going on in mm-hmm. there. Uh, even in Jason Aaron's current run of Avengers, he had a huge Namor thing. Like Namor, Namor, Namor. Plus, it's the 80th anniversary of Marvel Comics. Who's the first Marvel hero? One of the first Marvel heroes, That's Namor. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, we need to do this. Like, so, people care about Aqua people. So, yes. <laughs> and one of, the, one of the, the things about the, the rights, the film rights of, of Namor is that it's owned by Universal, just like uh, The Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. So, uh, in a way, they can't make a solo film of Hulk or Namor. They can only make buddy films uh, or a film where they're part of the cast like how the hulk was in the avengers and then ragnarok. Thor ragnarok yeah so so that means that that makes sense why namer would show up in doctor strange and it makes sense because there is a little bit of a mysticism to the atlantean people right but then that kind of stings because that really does scream aquaman yeah and, you know. see i wanted him to show up in black panther too i want the two kingdoms to go against each other yeah that'd be nice. that war would have been cool right you know like we could relive some i of think incorporating Na- if they do did do a buddy movie i'd love to see namor and uh i mean i know chris evans is done as captain america right but imagine just w- wartime namor captain america Ooh. some of the lost adventures bring in who was the original f- uh human torch human torch whoever yeah. that was i don't remember much about that. Uh, oh, the jim hammond jim hammond yeah, yeah. 
That would be cool. Like, if if we could get in whatever movie Namor shows up in, we can get a flashback to World War II where, you know, we got, <laughs> we got those invaders. We have uh, uh, Namor and Bucky and Captain America and uh, Human Torch and uh, Spitfire? Yeah, she's one of them. Is it Spitfire? Yeah. To- or no, Toro. Well, Toro was the kid psychic, but there was Spitfire as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Union Jack, Toro. So that'd be that'd be cool just a aside just to see. I think we had a Union Jack in First Avenger if I believe correctly. I think I heard that too, yeah. Yeah, one of the actors was, was If they did do a Namor solo film, would you want to be called Namor or would you want to be called the Submariner? I I, I would love to I would love it to be this I I would assume that it would be Namor the Submariner, like it would be the the subtitle, but I think the Submariner has always been a cooler name. Yeah, I agree. But I can understand why they don't use it that much anymore because he's the king. He's King Namor. Yeah, he's like, I don't need true. a no, I'm not fancy saying... name like kind of thing. Like that's one thing about Aquaman too. I always felt like when when we got that change with him, like he doesn't need to go by Aquaman. He's not a superhero. He's a king. Yeah, King well, that's, Arthur. That's what I would love if I did the movie. I would call it Namor, and I'd love to have that moment when they're selling newspapers. You know, like because I, I guess I got in my head it would be 40s and like extra extra submariner saves New York City like. I am King, or you know, I am Prince Namor, the yeah, Avenging right, yeah. Son. Don't call me some submarine. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, I'd go wild as soon as he said Imperious Rex. Oh yeah, on screen. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where it's all. Oh, heck when, yeah! When, when superheroes have like, like their catchphrases, uh, catchphrases, yeah. and they say them on 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 the the film, it always gets like a side of my brain just mm. tingling. Like whenever I heard uh, Chris Evans say Flame One, like it immediately just like tingled. In my brain. Is there anyone that you think of that could play Namor? Or who you'd like to play him? I've I've wanted Daniel De Kim to play him for a very long time. Remind me of that actor. Daniel De Kim was in Lost. He was the, the Korean gentleman that... Um, oh, yeah. okay. I could see that. Yeah. And then he was on Hawaiian Five O, and now he's currently on... He's the executive producer of The Good Doctor on ABC. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but like I think he would do great. Um, some other people... There was this. There's this actor that's on FBI. It's a TV show on CBS. I think he would do great. I can't remember his name at the moment, uh, but I did tweet it out. So if you guys follow me, you can check that out. It's uh, at Mitchipedia GEM. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, otherwise, who would be really good? I can't. I can't imagine what I want him to look like. I don't have a name, but I want the person to be like heavily British because that's that's what I hear when really. I was having that just same I always imagine that's that's what I imagine when he speaks. Like I almost thought someone Daniel who's Radcliffe very for a minute, but that's too. <laughs> <laughs> someone who who embodies that regalness, uh-huh. but also that like self centered. I'd, I'd love that. You so can't much. you can't have Henry Cavill. He's already Superman. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're Says who? Right. Says me. I, I'm not going to allow him to be any other superhero at the moment. <laughs> he can only be Superman. God, can you imagine Henry Cavill as a namer? That is the biggest namer I've ever seen in my right? life. Then <laughs> I'd be afraid if I was T'Challa if they got into a fight. No kidding. My God. A- anybody come to your mind, Chris? You know, honestly, that's a tough one because it's. Like, I agree, I want that regalness. And I think I know who the actor you're talking about, and I like that. But it would be tough because it kind of would, I would also have that demand. I want him to be British. Mm-hmm. I guess just because, like, Namer's full name is Namer McKenzie. Mm. And for some reason, that just screams British to me. So that's what I would look at. But, I mean, I, I'm so out of touch with modern actors and actresses. I have okay. no clue. Like, I'd be like, oh, let's get that young chap, uh, Charles Chaplin. He'd do <laughs> fantastic as Namer. What about if, uh, <laughs> if, if Army Hammer dyed his hair black? Would you guys accept him as, uh, as your Namer? Uh, I just want to see him in the movies it. already. So you want to see yes. him in a superhero movie already? Yeah, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be so down for that. I'm still kind of hoping that he's Green no, Lantern. You're not good for it. I uh, know. Like I mean, it's just 
I, I, I want him somewhere else. Okay. You know, I just I don't see him as Namer. I don't know. Well, he's not going to be Batman, so. I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, all right. Those, those are the t- couple of things I just wanted to talk about before we got started with the spinner rack. So if you want to go ahead and get started. Okay. I'm going to try to go quick so we can keep some stuff going. Uh, in casting news, though, we did get our Titans Deathstroke. I don't know who the actor oh, yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. Isal Morales. Isai Morales. Something huh. like that. Um, I think most people will remember him as uh, Richie's older brother from La Bamba. <laughs> Ah, yes. So there you go. So there you go. So perfect timing because we will get a hardcover collection of Batman versus Deathstroke. And this took place from the Deathstroke comics when Batman Batman just recently guest starred. Uh, Today's a big one. Speaking of what ifs, Batman who laughs. The Grim Knight. That's right. We get the Punisher Batman and we get his shocking origin. How is he? Where did he come from? And what things like that? Yeah, let me let me let me get a little bit of clarification. I I kept seeing this on my social media feeds today. Who what is this? I, I understand the, the book, the Batman Who Laughs, but right. what is who is this his enemy? No, like, no, no. So this is so okay, the Batman Who the Laughs Joker is that, that Joker Batman. Batman? <laughs> so there's that Joker Batman, right? The Batman Who Laughs. Right, right. From Metal. And so they gave him a five issue miniseries which spins out of Scott Snyder's Justice League, which spins out of his metal event. And it's on issue three, I believe. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And so in this new miniseries, they finally introduced us to the Grim Knight, as they call him. And he's basically Batman and the Punisher. I mean, if you boil it down, that's how they've even sold him. And they're like, sorry, we shouldn't have said that, but that's what he is. But this is from a different this dimension? This is from another dimension, yeah. Okay. This is like, you know, whatever the Dark 52 multiverses, whatever that is. So it's just another another Batman that, that you know, the, the, the laughing Batman brought, you know, since all his other Batman were killed or arrested or whatever. So he's bringing more people to the table. Oh, okay. So this is just another ally of his and this is his story. So he's getting his own one shot. So if, okay, so we can't say Punisher, but if he is like all the other Batmans that were introduced in uh, dark Knight metal were, right. were Batmans that were part of the justice league or like, yeah, well they were personalities from the Batman. There was yeah. A, you know, yeah. Would this be the Batman that was also red hood? You could look at it that way. Yeah, I can um, see that. I mean, you could. I, I would say he's probably like. I think the best twist what they should have done. This is the Batman Deathstroke. Oh, this okay. Is the Deathstroke Batman. Yeah, like this sense. is just the one because th- they play with him very crazy. Like it turns out that after Joe Chill shot the Waynes, he dropped the gun. Young Bruce Wayne grabs it and shoots back, kills the guy. Then after that, he's just like, I don't care about killing. I care about doing what's right. So they steal two major scenes from Batman Year One. Spoilers. Sorry, I should have said that earlier. So you're going to have, um, um, as the bat busts in on Bruce Wayne when he's in his study, Bruce Wayne shoots and kills the bat. And he's like, I shall become a bat. Wow. It's like, well, that's a little bit twisted. Then the famous scene also from year one when um, Batman walks in on the mayor and all the rich people of Gotham and he's like, he lights the food on fire and he's like, you feasted well on the soul of Gotham and it ends tonight. And he puts the flame out by putting the, the, the fancy metal thing over right. it. I don't, I don't, I don't know what those things are called. <laughs> so he covers it up. No, well, this one, he kicks the flame down, causes the whole room to get you on fire and burns everybody alive. Like, he's a sick motherfucker. So he's Deathstroke. I mean, if we're going to like, that's how they should have sold him if we want to stay pro DC. Okay. So that's, that's my thought. Uh, but anyways, it, this is for sure. Buy it and put it on eBay. You know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Coming Wait, does it show Batman penis in it? Uh, yes, because that's actually what he shoots. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> we took that label very, very dark. <laughs> I just, just give it to me. 
<laughs> Give me that Bruce Wayne penis. <laughs> uh, let's see. Moving along. Flash 66. This will have more fallout of the price. So Batman and Flash teamed up and it strained the relationship. So let's see what's going to happen in the world of Barry Allen. Hawkman has been continued to doing great and it's on its 10th issue. Justice League Dark will continue with issue number nine. Red Hood Outlaw issue 32. If you want to get your bat people that are angry, there you go. Superman number nine continues the adventures of Jor-El on the new earth. And as we deal with an older John Kent. Titans 35. This is either the last issue or we're getting close to it. And I don't know. I'm trying to read the solicit. I can't tell if it's not. <laughs> so there is that. Wonder Twins spitting out of the uh, Wonder Universe. Wonder Universe. Or uh, Wonder Comics. Yeah, Wonder Comics. So we've got issue two of six. So that's a mini series. So that's some of the big highlights. Oh, actually, Wonder Woman is celebrating her 66th issue. So a lot of good stuff going on there. Uh, as I move along to the other side of the fence, I'm just going to keep it between the big two. Uh, from Marvel, we have Age of Conan Blit, number one of five. I, 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 it's so interesting that they picked him, but I mean, there is a fan base out there. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how he stands up in like the Marvel universe. Yeah, I like, I'm either. cool with a fantasy line, but like to put him in the actual 616... I don't know. But. I, I feel like you should just if you wanted if you wanted Conan, just give me Hercules. Like you're, he's already there. He's already there. Give yeah. me Ares. Give you can go to you can go to Kazar. Like if you really want the dude in the loincloth, you know you already have that guy yeah, there. Use your property. Yeah, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, Age of X Men Apocalypse in the Extracts Part One of Five comes out today, so that continues the crazy kooky world that the. Um, X-Men are currently inhabiting because of Nate Gray, the X-Man. And we get two issues this week. That's right. Age of X-Men, the marvelous X-Men part two of five is out there. So that deals with the main team and how they react in the universe. Amazing Spider-Man number 17 with part of the grim hunt. Avengers No Road Home. Speaking of Hercules, if you want some Hercules action, this continues uh, the adventures of the No Surrender team. So this will be part one, which is getting a second printing and part five. So you're halfway there for this 10 part series. Dead Man Logan, part 5 of 12. It takes a while to kill Wolverines, so just wait, but it'll be okay. <laughs> Speaking of killing Wolverines, Death of Wolverine companion trade paperbacks out there. That's right. There was so much shit about Wolverine dying and returning, so there's companion trade paperbacks because, you know, why not? Uh, now, these are oh, actually some... Wait, before, before we get on to that, like, I'm catching up on my books as usual and today I read, like, issue 2, 3, and 4 of Return of Wolverine. Uh -huh. Man, that book is terrible. I just yeah. want everybody to know that. No, it's it's a shame. <laughs> like for the time, like I love Charles Soule. I think he does great stuff. But I, yeah. I also think they didn't pick a good artist. Like this is supposed to be the return of one of your big flagship well, Steve characters. McDeven, but yeah, it's like scheduling happened. So he's only going to do the bookends one and five, I think. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, the first book was a lot different looking than the, the next two. And I was like, ugh. And how disappointing yeah. it is, right? You get really hyped for something and then it just... What yeah. is this? Well, like we were talking about, like because when we were talking about those the the search for Wolverine books, right? Yeah. And I kept talking those up. I loved them, but you didn't find Wolverine at any at the end of any of those books. Yep. So it literally you just sold me sixteen books of stuff that I you know I kind of enjoyed but had no payoff. Yeah. Well, you know it's funny. Like actually speaking of stuff that like shock and awe. So remember when they were doing that whole like Return of Wolverine teaser pages in the back of Marvel yeah. Comics? Yeah. That wasn't Wolverine. No. That was Wolverine. That is in the whole Infinity Watch, which is the Wolverine merged with the Phoenix who survived the end of time, and he's coming back to try to save the galaxy. Yep. Because Wolverine's that fucking powerful. 
Hey, I mean, he's, he's no cosmic ghostwriter or anything, but... He's no... He's a, no. Uh-huh. No, I, got, I don't even have words... No. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was I, I just, that, the God. whole the Wolverine that leaves the the Infinity Stone in a uh, toilet for Black Widow to show up is not the same one. That's yep, that's in not six one six Wolverine. This isn't the return. The, the one that's being returned. Phoenix There's too Wolverine. many Wolverines running around in the universe. That's what we need to do. We'll just have like the Infinity Wolverine, and there's a gauntlet, and you collect little pieces of Wolverine, and there you go. <laughs> and then when they're all there, the three claws will come out. Cause fuck it. Yeah, I like Marvel that. Legends, Toy Biz, Star Megan figures. I want them all. <laughs> uh, anyways, moving along. Here's some trade paperbacks. That would be fun, though. With Marvel celebrating its 80th anniversary, they'll be doing decades. So one of the first ones will be Decades Marvel in the 60s. Spider-Man meets the Marvel Universe. So if you want to get the lowdown on how it actually happened back in the 60s, like what was it like when Spider-Man met Daredevil, the Avengers, the X-Men, and all those folks, this will reprint those very first meetings. Uh, Defenders, the best defense. Speaking of Namer, uh, this was also one of the recent um, the revival of the Defenders with the original Defenders, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, uh, Namer, and the Hulk. So they had a mini series there, and they're collecting it in trade. So if you missed out, there you go. Speaking of Domino, Volume Two is out. Soldier of Fortune, which collects her new adventures by Gail Simone. Uh, they keep going back to this well, and I don't know why. Fantastic Four, Heroes Return, The Complete Collection, Volume 1. Now, this is the better stuff because this isn't Heroes Reborn. This is like, hey, we realize we right, fucked yeah. up and let's bring it all back. So I don't know. They keep coming back to this well, so I'm curious. Do you, th- I, do you think Heroes Return, the resurgence of Her- Heroes Return is going to have anything to do with the end of Endgame? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Like, honestly, because like if you think about it with the Heroes Reborn, the way that world was, that was the world where the Avengers and Fantastic Four were separated from the X-Men, Spider-Man, and everybody. Right. So it almost feels like Fox, Sony, MCU. And if you read that story, like it plays out that it, you know, it was Franklin Richards who protected them. And, you know, like the Captain America and the Avengers are like, yeah, these names sound familiar, Spider-Man and, mm-hmm. and the X-Men, but I no and so it's like you know maybe that could be heroes reborn the return reread that miniseries who knows there might be something interesting coming out of that well i also think one some of the interesting news that's coming out like uh the of the fox uh disney merger uh, news reports are saying that by the end of this week or the early next week it's supposed to be completely completely finalized right so yeah. i would say that's just in time that they might have filmed something that will show up at the end of Endgame. Like, come on, that would be how so do you cool. not that at least film something in case in case it all goes through? Right? Hey, why not? Why not? I mean, honestly, you know, it's. I mean, we had Thanos before we had Thanos the actor. Yeah. You could easily give us something. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to like all of a sudden let's just say the event like the world's back to normal and it's like one of the major side effects with half the population vanishing is they came back and their x gene was activated Mm -hmm. and then you just do like fucking juggernaut he is a cg character and you just have the juggernaut attacking and the avengers are like okay let's go do this and then you just you hear cyclops's optic blast and a lightning bolt and it's like huh what's going on 
There you go. You, you could play with something like that. There was a, a set of space adventures out in space, and mm-hmm. you know when they when they were vanished, their ship went into cosmic rays. So when they came back, boom, they were totally you know eradicated by cosmic rays. I mean, yeah, sky's the limit. You could show us those without having the actors in play. Oh yeah, no, I oh, yeah. I'm, I know for a fact they're not going to have any actors. For oh yeah, no, but, like, but yeah, but yeah, but you could have the Fantastic Four space station or whatever it's supposed to be in outer space as they defeat Thanos he explodes into a billion pieces and all of a sudden you know uh, an infinity stone has shines its light on a space station as it's going by kind of thing I don't know yeah no there's tons of ways to play That'd be cool. yeah <laughs> I also heard I also heard like one uh, one I don't even think it's a theory it's a it's not even a rumor it's a uh, a wish I guess is the best way to put it. Like, <laughs> what if um, uh, Scarlet Witch, instead of saying no more mutants, says mutants at the end of it? Like, so then that wow that activates an X gene in the world. That'd be something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm all for anything. Give me something. Give me something. Uh, okay, I'm gonna derail this too. So it's funny uh, in today's comic books. So when you go by any Marvel comics, there's gonna be a big blank white page ad, and it talks about. The two species living on Earth fighting for dominance. You know, it's just, I forget the exact wording of it, but basically it sounds like humans and mutants. So, yeah, it's it's clearly an in-house ad. Yeah. What is it talking about? Well, it sounds like, I mean, if I, I, I think we're at least at 10 years since AVX. Wow. So that's something to celebrate. I mean, that's crazy. So it's like, holy shit, maybe we're going to have a big X-Men Avengers story coming. To we'll have uh, AVX 2, and this time Cyclops wins. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just going to, instead of AVX, we'll just call it Cyclops was right, CWR. Okay. So I think we're done with the spinner rack, obviously. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you can't get any better than that. No, but uh, so quick ones, though. Uh, Marvel tells Thor, number one, if you're a Thor fan, this is a great reprint that'll have the first appearance and some other collective stories as part of Marvel's celebration of 80 years. Marvel's annotated number two of four. This is reprinting the famous Marvel series that told us the story of the Marvel Universe, the birth of it through Alex Ross's vision. Uh, And this one will have a lot of extra features to it. So it's definitely like an anniversary DVD for comics. Probably Blu-ray would be better to say. Old Man Quill, number one, got a second printing just in time for its third printing or its third issue. Spider-Gwen, Spider-Ghost, issue six will be out. There's a lot of Star Wars books per usual. Tony Stark, Iron Man, number one. Uncanny X-Men Winter's End, number one, another off-world type of story that's out there. And then the two books that I managed to get to read today that I enjoyed, Winter Soldier, part four of five. I'm loving the way the series is going, and it definitely landed on a horrible cliffhanger for Bucky. And last but not least, X-Force, number one. Uh, It's pretty cool because we are seeing some of the fallout from uh, extermination. So Nate is trying to find Rachel. He wants to save her. And in the end, when they decide to start doing something about it, all of a sudden, who steps out of the time portal and kills one of the members of X-Force? Strife. Wow. Shit got crazy. So, yeah, that was a damn good issue. So pick it up and get excited. Summer's kids. That's what's on your (laughs) best kids. Uh, all right, so there you go. That's that's the spinner rack for this week. Let's get on to our challenge. Our challenge was uh, what... Would Emerald Dawn all the way up to zero hour look like in MCU or yeah, the MCU? So, so basically, keeping up with the celebration of Kyle Rayner's 25th anniversary, um, I threw the challenge out to my fellow gentlemen here. And what we're going to do is we're going to take Emerald Twilight. So Emerald basically, Twilight, sorry. What, what Marvel character or property or team would you take an Emerald Twilight in? Obliterate it, 
you know, have its main hero go rogue, create a new villain, uh, and then that rogue character will will basically go on to do the um, the zero hour event. So basically, you know, what property would you take? How would you take its main guy, make him a bad guy? He's going to create the zero hour event. Who's going to be your new legacy? And maybe it could be an all brand new character, kind of like how Kyle was, or if there's somebody you want to take, but basically you're going to rejuvenate that franchise. Um, but I want you, like, what would you do to make, like, his Kyleness? Like, for example, like Kyle being an artist, being young and hip, but then also the loss of Alex. So what are some of the traits that you'd like to give your Kyle, quote unquote? Um, what would you rename your hero? What would you brand him as? So like how Hal Jordan was Green Lantern and became Parallax. And then finally, <clears throat> um, like this is going to be kind of just a little bit of wishful playing, but you get a chance to fix some stuff with your zero hour event. So what would you do? Like how would you fix some things in the Marvel Universe? So if you guys want, I could lead by example, toss mine out there. Yeah, it works for me. Okay. So I, I, I'll admit I had a tough time because originally my initial instinct was to go to the Nova Corps. And I was like, oh, that would be perfect. Yeah, but same year I was thinking we, that. We, we did have Robbie Reyes already. Um, so that was tough because I don't want to... Actually, is it Robbie? No, it's no. it's Robbie, but it's not Reyes. Reyes is a... Because Robbie Reyes is the new is Ghost, the Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, yeah. It's, um, it's um, Sam. Isn't it Sam something? Yeah, Sam Alexander. There we go. There I you think. go. Yeah. So anyways, I thought about that and I was like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to step on those guys. So I decided I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna take one of the Shining Knights of the Marvel Universe. I'm going to destroy him. The Silver Surfer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take after Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest. So the Annihilation was basically when, um, oh, I can't remember what that bastard name is, uh, that son of a bitch. Anyway, so this guy, he basically was just causing a lot of havoc for the Marvel Universe. Uh, after that, that re-inspired um, Peter Quill to, to basically pick up his heroism. And start going with some of the with some of the bigger things, so that caused Peter Quill to form the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, then the Thanos Imperative happened, and ultimately, uh, Peter Quill and Nova both gave their lives in service. So this got some of the other characters like Cosmo and Rocket Raccoon to be like, "No, we've got to do something." So the Annihilators were formed, and this was Quasar, Silver Surfer. Ronan the Accuser, Beta Ray Bill, and Gladiator. And one of the Space Knights, but due to licensing and the fact that I don't care about him, we won't be involving them in this story. <laughs> uh, so I would like to play it out as it was. Like, this is where we've seen a universe at war, just pure war. Planets were destroyed. The Nova Core was destroyed and decimated to just the fact that it was just Nova Prime. Um, and Silver Surfer, he's obviously going to be racked with a ton of guilt because he's been an annihilator he's gone and killed planets and things like that so he's just racked with guilt and now he's been one of the people trying to fight and save it and there's just so much blood on his shiny hands plus he's not a popular character so this is a great opportunity to take him and shake him up and do some crazy stuff with him because we always do stories about silver surfer but it's been it's tied because of galactus and stuff like that so i decided he'll play the part of my hal jordan so what i'm going to do is he's going to decide you know what instead of annihilation i want creation so he becomes the creator. 
So I know it's a little cheesy, but that's what he's going to do. So he's going to assemble the Annihilators, but he's going to basically steal their powers. So from Quasar, he's going to get the Negabands and the the, the Quasar Force. Ronan the Accuser, he's going to take his his hammer and some Kree abilities. Better Ray Bill, he's going to take the Stormbreaker. And then from Gladiator, same thing. He's just going to steal more of his powered energies. So he puts those guys down for the count. He is now Silver Surfer to the nth degree. Even if he just did him Silver Surfer squared, that's going to be hugely powerful. So this is the creator. So what I like, though, is because it, it, it made me think about how can I tie this into Green Lantern. So what is the Silver Surfer? Like, what's his Green Lantern ring? Well, that would clearly be the Cosmic Force. So the Cosmic Force deems him unworthy. Because the cosmic force is like, look, even I've done some bad shit helping you surf the spaceways to feed Galactus. At least that was a natural thing. You, what you're trying to do here is not natural. So the cosmic force leaves him and it winds up going back to Zen Law because the Zen Law people, they are, they're great people. I don't really know them personally, but I hear good things. So it's going to go to Zen Law and it's going to find the new worthy person. So this will be my Kyle Rayner. And I'm going to give this power to, oh, I lost it, uh, Fennin Rad. So this is the half-brother of Silver oh, Surfer. Okay, so, uh, Norn Rad. Yeah, Norn Rad. Norn Rad's half-brother. So Fennin Rad. So I like this because Fennin Rad's going to become the new Silver Surfer. So he's just going to be chilling and hanging out. All of a sudden, bam, you just see him coated in silver. I'm going to let him keep his hair. I don't want a bald silver server. That's how I'm going to make him a little bit edgier. Uh, so he's going to have that. And, you know, I, I, I toy with maybe keeping the surfboard or maybe making something a little bit different. I haven't thought in that far artistically yet. But so the people of Zen Law are going to see him. And, like, I want him there with, like, it could either be his best friend, his girlfriend, or somebody. But automatically, the people just see a silver surf, and they're like, oh, no. So they just start beating on him and stuff like that. And it's like he's sad because he loses his home world, his heritage. And, unfortunately, the person that he was there with is going to be murdered. Uh, it's a small sacrifice, the people think, but we want you gone, you silver demon. And so now he leaves the planet, and thus that gives him a little bit of anger for going after you know his half-brother, the creator. And so that's going to create the zero hour because Silver Surfer, dis- well, Norrin Rad decides like, hey, I'm tired of this. I've got these powers. I can restart time, and that's what he starts doing, having time fold in on itself to cause all these bad events to not happen, and what can they do? Now, what are some things that I'd like to have fixed by this? Uh, just because we're playing with Zero Hour and it's like, hey, this is an opportunity as a publisher to fix something. <laughs> so I would bring back the Mighty Nova Corps. Um, I would, I would, I would have them that that basically throughout this that the planet. Oh God, what's their home planet called? Whatever Nova Homeworld is, uh, it doesn't get destroyed. So we we get the Nova Force and the Nova Corps back. I think it is Xandar. It is in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we would we would have them. Um, because Silver Surfer and Mephisto, they have beef with each other. I'm going to have that. This, this reneges one of Mephisto's biggest deals out there. And we get the spider marriage back. Ooh. So one more day no longer happened. Um, and then just because I want a little bit of redemption for the Scarlet Witch and not so much some of the pain that the mutants have gone through, I think I would override the No More Mutants. I would have that not happen. Wow. That big energy force would wind up coming back to Earth. But this is where we're going to have some trouble because now you're going to have those new mutants 
because of the Phoenix. So I want to play with there being a conflict between Phoenix mutants and non Phoenix mutants, like OG mutants and stuff like That'd that. Be cool. So that'll create a little bit of spinoff conflict. So that's how I would go. That would be the route I'd take. Okay. I like that. Do you have one, Rafa? So I've been thinking about this, and I, I want to go the same route. I was thinking, you know, Cosmic, thinking Green Lantern, Nova right. would make sense, yeah. especially, you know, going with the original Nova and then having a redemption from, I guess it's his son who becomes a new Nova? Or Well, you had, so it was Richard Ryder was the guy we all read about, and then, yeah, um, the out, Sam's dad was a Nova, and he was kind of like a bad Nova. Um, and then so obviously when the whole annihilation happened and the Novas lost their powers and died, luckily Sam's dad had like one of his spare Nova helmets and boom, that's okay. the legacy. So yeah, Sam was like, oh, I get to be a Nova, but he's also got to try to redeem his name, his father's name as well. So me building this, I went back to thinking about who are the quintessential heroes in the Marvel Universe and who would have the most punch to turn into an actual villain. Ooh. And so my idea was I would basically parallax uh, Tony Stark. Oh, so the way that I would go about the story is I would want it to be somewhere in place of the Civil War event. Okay. And instead of Civil War, something happens where um, there is this threat, this terrorist thing where this guy is trying to destroy a bunch of people, whatever. And Pepper Potts is there and she's very close to being killed. And Tony can take a shot and take him out. Right. And Tony, you know, Pepper means the world to him. So to him, he's going to kill this guy. Uh, because this is the way to do it to save who he wants. But his fellow Avengers convince him not to, that they'll take care of it, and they always find a way. They find a way. I don't, I don't know all the specifics yet, but they find a way. But Pep, in the end, Pepper ends up getting killed, and Ooh. Tony wasn't able to save her because he listened to his friends. And then at the same time, a bunch of people die in this terrorist attack. Right. So now he feels responsible because he kind of thinking to himself, I was a hero, I failed, I listened to my friends, this and that. So he kind of delves back into some of his old bad habits. And ultimately, he goes back to that idea, okay, I'm going to put a suit of armor on the world. So his first act to kind of going this way is, I haven't thought a lot into it, but he somehow manages to harness some kind of power, call it Phoenix, call it whatever it is. So he is able to create this like reactor that makes him almost null and vulnerable and like those nano suit technology. So kind of like an adamantium type armor. You should play with the the TO virus. He he takes advantage of that. Perfect. I like that. So we develop something like that. And what he does is he basically rewires vision and uses him to help him reinstate the Ultron initiative. And he actually has a bunch of Ultrons. Okay, now we're going to police the world. This is what we're going to do. It never again. Wow. His friends come at him and like, Tony, you can't do this. You're better than this. You know, this isn't our place. And ultimately it leads to kind of a one-on-one fight between him and Captain and he kills Captain America. Oh. And so at this point it's televised and he basically becomes a despot. Basically think of... um, Injustice to Superman, but Tony Stark in its place. And so now he has initialed his own martial law. He is in charge. He goes out and he systematically, with his Ultrons, takes out Doctor Doom. He takes out all of the world's threat that could possibly usurp him, and then the heroes go on the run. Um, Ultimately, who I'd like to use to kind of become his foil and try to stop him, um, I've been thinking about this, and that part is hard, but I was thinking I'd like to use Scott Lang. I want it to be where ultimately one of the people that confronts Iron Man would be Hank Pym. And, you know, he kills Hank or whatever does. And ultimately, nobody really takes Scott too seriously. Right. So this is kind of a good moment to him to kind of build up who he is as a person and kind of using his technical know-how or whatever to kind of find a way to get into Tony and kind of stop him. 
I haven't really thought all the way through and how they would ultimately stop him, but something would happen and either Tony would have a complete turnaround. He sacrifices himself to kind of move over and then he would kind of create something like zero hour and he'd retcon a bunch of stuff. But as far as retconning, I don't know. I don't know enough really to really be able to come up with things that I want to 100% change. I like the way things went. One thing maybe is I would have the Marvel universe and like the 616 and the ultimate universe meet quicker and not destroy the ultimate universe. Uh, I'd like to incorporate that a little bit longer. Um, something else. Bring back like. Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Bring back Ezekiel. That's a good idea. But more so, I think I would keep the No More Mutants, uh-huh. but okay. I would get rid of more of them. Ooh. So make it even harder on them. So in instead that of respect. 198, it's just 98. 98 or whatever, <laughs> right? And then something else that I would like to possibly change is once Iron, once Tony takes out Captain, they pull a Gene Grey. He doesn't come back Ooh, for okay. the longest time. And that, that can lead into other people taking on the mantle. Bucky was okay. I like Sam Wilson as Iron Man, uh, as, as Captain America. So right. maybe continuing something with that. I, maybe even having Mar- Maria Hill become Captain America for a little oh, bit. Oh, wow. That'd that's a wild twist. So that's, that, that's what I was thinking. But someone that showcases the popularity of someone like Tony Stark wanting to come from a good place. His friends ultimately fail him. And that's an old undercoming underpinning of all of his anxiety stress and all of his anxieties to not being able to be good enough he himself trying to be a hero but not having any powers so taking those steps to initiate this steps where he ultimately ends up killing his friends to making the it's kind of like for the greater good so i think that would be very powerful i dig it i like that because tony is a great character for that um I know there was a miniseries years ago. They did the crossing Avengers, the crossing and it led to that. And it was funny because even the Avengers, like, like you're, you're, you're planning that perfectly. And the only man who could stop Tony was Tony. Like they brought a young teenage Tony Stark. And I think that works perfectly because Hank Pym probably would have been the closest character to shut him down. But since Tony has crossed that line. Yeah. And, and I like, I like Scott Lang getting that boost. That's really cool. I dig it. Thank you. Wow. Uh, okay, I thought this was a, a, exceptionally hard because Marvel already does so many legacies. Like so yeah. many of their characters already have a legacy person coming up. And like DC, I think does it somewhat. Like we got a whole bunch of people that can take up the mantle of Batman, and that's about it. Like you have, we had in the Silver Age when we got the new Green Lantern and the new Flash, right? right. But other than that, I mean, now we have a line of Flashes if you want to <laughs> do that, but. Yeah. Do you see someone taking over for Superman? No. We have Superboy and we have Supergirl. We have Superwoman. Like those they they are all their separate things. They do their own thing. Oh yeah. Um it's it when you had Kyle come in as the new Green Lantern, it was definitely a you could see you could see the mandate in it. Like it we need that Wally West kind of character now for the Green Lantern kind well, of thing. New generation. Yeah, we 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 need to we need to make him hipper and stuff like that. So um, what I wanted to do, oh, I mean, for, I mean, obviously the first thing I was, I, I thought of was Spider-Man, but then I was like, well, yeah. we already have miles like that <laughs> yeah. already happened. Yeah. Yep. So what I went with was, uh, Dr. Strange. That, that, yeah. Dr. Strange. I want this storyline to start off with, um, Dormammu. Dormammu's coming in. He's coming to our dimension now. It's it's not an, an if, it's a win. Like he's mm-hmm. about to step over. And to defeat him, to 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 banish him back, uh Steven has to take all the magic. Every magic user 
all the magic on 616 Earth, take it into himself, and then banish Dormammu back, right? Okay. But he doesn't give it up. He doesn't give that power up. Yes. Everybody else is without now. Uh, he drops away the the cape. He drops away the Eye of Agamotto. He drops away the vaulting boots of Vinshu or whatever they're called. <laughs> um, and now he's he's no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. He's Ultimo. Like he's Ooh, he's the sick. ultimate, the in, the final. Uh, so the you know obviously the power is going to go to his head. It, it's it absolute power corrupts absolutely, and, right. and it's it's doing its work on the the man who was a complete uh, overzealous uh, jackass douchebag doctor, like you know that was too full of himself. Anyways, now he's got all the power in the world. What's he gonna do? So Wong, acting as an agent of Kismet, takes the Eye of Agamotto, takes the the cape. Uh, I forget what the cape is. The cape have a name? It just cape. It, now, it does have a name, the Cloak of something. I yeah. Just... Well, he takes those items, and he finds Wiccan, ah. uh, the, the son of Vision and Scarlet Witch. Is that right? Is it yep. Vision? Yep. Vision with Wonder, Wonder Man DNA, kind of? Or? No, it was just Vision and Wonder Woman. Sorry, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Um, she wished her right. children she to w- fulfillment. Okay, so. Yeah. So at one point in time, so I remember. Festo's the real daddy. <laughs> <laughs> at one t- point in time, I remember they were doing the who's going to be the next um, sorcerer, pr- sorcerer supreme. Yeah, that and Wiccan yeah. was one of the choices. Eventually, it goes to Doctor Voodoo, or is it Brother Voodoo? Brother Voodoo. Brother Voodoo. But he is a doctor, Doctor Jericho Drum. Um, doctor Brother Voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he. Uh, I wanted to go. I, I wanted. I thought it was a great idea to go to Wiccan. Like he is the next generation, literally. Like the, he wasn't. He was a young Avenger. He. I don't know where he's at at the moment, but that's neither here nor there. For some reason, I was getting confused with Manifold. Manifold. I'm trying to picture Manifold. I know that comes from Hickman's run, right? Hick, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he has like a, he's a teleporter. Oh, okay. Yep. There you go. That was so, uh, and, he's, and he's Australian, Aborigine, oh, or Aboriginal. Really? Yeah. So. In all that, in his, uh, in the, you know, the hubris of being Ultimo, he doesn't think about Wiccan as a as a threat. Like even though, even though he's he's zapped away all the the magic in, or he's taken in all the magic. Like the Eye of Agamotto is older than him. It's older than the the magic in the world. So it still works in some function. Wiccan gets the better hand of him. He has to go away. He he ends it. so Wiccan is now the 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 Sorcerer Supreme. He's trying to figure out with Wong how to get magic back in the world, how to siphon it away. Uh, we come up to uh, well, then we have to have his love interest, which was Teddy. Teddy the uh, uh, Hulkling. Yeah, the Hulk Cree. Well, Hulkling, was, but yeah, he, turned he was out a, to a he was a, a scroll. Son. Yeah, but well, isn't he also son of Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, right? Was he? I think so. Is he the son? So he's a Cree Anna and a, a Cree and a scroll. scroll. Yeah. So uh, that love baby. <laughs> he he gets taken away. He he has to. I don't want to kill him because we don't do fridging anymore, right? That's that's a bad thing. You so don't have to, yeah, yeah. we take him away, and the the scroll kingdom uh, race says no. You have to come do this or else. Like so, he's lost his love. That's that's his Alex going away. Uh. We come up to our, our zero hour, which I'm calling the prestige, because oh. it's magic. Oh, that's and, so good. <laughs> and we have uh, Dormammu coming back. Like uh, Doctor Strange's stop wasn't permanent. Like he, he's 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 stepping into our world again. 
and uh, then you get uh, Doctor Strange making the making the sacrifice, just like um, Hal eventually does, right? In final in night. final night, yeah. yeah. So in Prestige, he makes the sacrifice. the The power goes the power of not only Ultimo but also of Dormammu because we're actually defeating Dormammu now. Goes straight into Wiccan. He gets all that power after the Prestige. Uh, Hal Jordan. <laughs> Doctor Stephen That's Strange. Powerful. No, keep going, Hal Jordan. Like, <laughs> Doctor Stephen Strange now becomes the new Kismet because Kismet has had to step away because uh-huh. she's been injured. You know, so he's the new fate. He's destiny. He's the one moving stuff around in in the cosmic uh, Spe- stage of specterish. Life. Yeah, spe- <laughs> very specterish. So he's the new Kismet uh, until Kismet comes back, and uh, with all that power, Wiccan knows he can't hold it. He can't keep it. He'll turn out just like Stephen Strange. He'll he'll make Teddy come back, kind of thing. Like, and he doesn't want to do this like that. So, what's my correction? What's the thing that I'm going to bring back? I'm bringing back ultimate, uh, the ultimate world, the ultimate Marvel. I like that. I, I mean, I'm not upset that they they collided the two, but I loved those ultimate stories, and I would love to see that world prosper. And then maybe if there's a little bit left over, we get the MC2 back. Hey, but that's hey, just that's me. What I want. <laughs> maybe also get um. I forget what they were called, but during the whole time is running out um, arc, right. and there's that one where like they're destroying worlds, and the like the Secret Avengers they come into contact with like that world's version of the Justice League. Yeah, I remember that issue. Cause that, that was really cool. I like, I like to know more of that world because mm-hmm. those are some cool characters. Yeah, I mean it straight up was. I think they even got um, Rags Morales. I think he was the artist on that one. So that's what made a double fold because this is the artist of. Uh, identity crisis and he's drawing like this JLA world and the Avengers are there and it's like hey this incursion's gonna happen it's either you or us and we like us so <laughs> bye bye <laughs> uh, so yeah that, that's my that's my world I don't know I really I'll like that, that Mitch I really like that because it really builds on those aspects I see the most of like Hal and a lot of those things that you set up uh-huh. remind me a lot of that entire art um, and just the, I, I really like the idea of Stephen Strange just taking, I love the name, uh-huh. Ultimo, that's genius, and just him just, you know, becoming overwhelmed by it and just trying to make things his way. Right. I, I think that's really cool. Right, yeah. And I like that you picked Stephen because honestly, we've seen Stephen pretty much be a good guy. Yeah. I mean, I know at the, at the beginning of Damnation, he was kind of coming off like, oh, I did a couple dirty things to make it happen. <laughs> But that's normal. Yeah. That's, you know, like this is... That's the world of Marvel. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and like to see, like to put him down that path, that parallax path, that Ultimo path, that's awesome. Yeah. You You know, know, I'd love to see his interaction with the Illuminati. Oh, that they call wow. together like some kind of like a meeting. And, yeah. Like, so we wanted to talk about your new power. Yeah. It's like, what about it? <laughs> yeah, because like, definitely my storyline would have him walking around still being, I mean... We know that the eventuality is going to be he's, he's going to be a villain, but like the rest of the world is kind of like, oh no, he's just essentially to him, he would be Ion from our our discussion last week. He's yeah. like, I'm just doing the best that I can. Don't worry, I'm and taking care of the exactly. supernatural world. Just yeah. trust me, guys. <laughs> okay, Steven, you've had no reason to, to lose trust, sure. So yeah, that's 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 where I would go. Um, and I, I thought this was a great a great challenge, Chris. So thanks. No. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Uh, this was fun. Like I'm loving this month. So I, um, I know next time when we all meet up, we'll continue on with the Green Lantern world post rebirth. Um, I think we're doing pretty good with some stuff. So I wanted to pick your brain because I, I I know we didn't talk too much about it because it's more for Kyle, but 
<clears throat> like we we did get to see Kyle's ion. Do you feel or did you read? Um, actually, no, I'll say that for next next week. But how did you feel about his first in his ion? Like was that was that really exciting for you at that point? Like when you were reading it, were you worried about him as Kyle fans? Like, oh my God, is this the path that Hal's going on? Like, because at that point we had Hal as the Spectre, so now supposedly all the Green Lantern guys are good guys, but we have Kyle skating there. He's riding on that wave, literally, as the cover showed. What'd you guys think when that was going on? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really worry about it. Um, I didn't. I because I, I guess my uh, above board brain, so to speak, Your spider sense. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. But I I didn't think that the 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 company itself would go and just do the same thing. They wouldn't do like let's just turn him into into another parallax kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, but I was interested in what he would do with all that. Like when he, like we talked about it last week, when he has that conversation with Superman, Superman's like, they're treating you like a god. And he's like, well, they treat you guys like gods already. So why is this any different? Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, why is this any different? Huh? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I loved, I loved the turnabout. Like he was just like, yeah, this is too much for me. I, I don't need this. This isn't me. This isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And he gives it up. So like to me, that's, that, that is Kyle. Yeah, well, I like it kept him exactly. It kept him in his everyman essence. Yeah, same here. I looked at it as the way that they had been building the character up to that point. I thought, okay, they're gonna do this thing where like okay, he's gonna have his moment. Is he gonna go over the edge too? And I never thought he would. I thought of it as he's gonna hit a point where he's gonna realize, no, I don't want to be like that. And then he would give it up. Um, kind of talking about Ion and all that. A character that I wish they would have done a lot more with when he got Ion was what is it, Sodom Yacht? Yeah, oh Sodom yeah, Yacht. yeah, the yeah. greatest Daxamite of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish they had done more with that. Too. Yeah, I wish they would do more with Ion. I want to see something like honestly, I like in my my fanboy wishes. I want Hal to like take take on, a, the, take Ion. on the Ion. I want to see him at that moment. Like I want to see his pokey evolution. You know, okay, like, so let's do this. <laughs> we've seen we've seen Hal take on the Parallax. Yep, we've seen Kyle take on Parallax. Yep. Did we see Guy get the parallax? No. No, because it was funny. Um, I was reading, I want to say, I think it was the Absolute Edition of Rebirth. Or maybe it was one of those Wizard Magazine behind the scenes or something like that. But they were talking about it, and Jeff Johns and I think maybe Pete Tomasi or, or maybe it was just Jeff Solo, they were looking at like giving more of the people the parallax power. And they decided no, because if everybody could be seduced by parallax, then... It wasn't anything special that happened to Hal. So they very much limited. There is artwork out there where we do see a guy parallax and a John Stewart parallax because they would have appeared in uh, in Rebirth, but they ultimately decided, no, let's just have parallax corrupt Ganthet for a bit and not all the way. So that's why he was the big villain. And then they saved Kyle Lax for um, the Sinestro Core War. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's why they, they didn't really want to play with it for the others because then it would have taken Because the only ones that I can special. think of is they did it recently with Superman, didn't they? Yeah, he, he recently got um, taken over by the power of Parallax. And he looks so cool. Oh, his was cool. That was a cool one. I didn't like when Flash became oh, Parallax. Right. I thought that was just goofy. Like, they didn't. But, I mean, you don't want to see Flash with a cape. Like, look at me run! You know, <laughs> shoulder pads. To this day, the coolest Parallax besides the OG original, of course, I'd have to say would be Sinestro. His, yeah, that one is cool. He I like that. It. It's that yellow, 
and all that so stuff. So have we seen anybody else get the ion other than Sotomayat and, and uh, Kyle? No, it's just been those two. And is so is ion still are are those entities still a thing? Because I remember when Relic came out after New Fifty Two, yeah. like when the batteries were like losing their power. I remember they showed like Ion, and he was like a really really dry dying fish. Yeah, no, they started drying them up, um, and they they had them basically like. Relic either absorbed them or yeah. something with the source wall. And to me, I think it's now this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw shade. I think it was dumb of DC to get rid of those. They should have kept them. Uh, and then how is it like in the story? Like, oh, all the entities except for Parallax, all the entities have to do this except for Parallax. You know, it's like, no, it all means all. all you know? like, yeah. yeah. And so what they should do is like, yeah, you could do a Parallax story where like Parallax feels them calling. The source wall's broken, and then we see the entities come back even better and stronger. And there you go. Like, now they're back, and Necron comes through as well, and it's like, oh, shit. You know, we could we could have some, uh, you know, maybe this is where we have the War of Light. You know, because they alluded to it, and we never really got to see it. Now, I know some people call Blackest Night the War of Light. No, this is the full-out War of Light, and that would be great because you could incorporate Relic, and you could be like, this is what I was trying to prevent from happening. You now have ants. It's your fault, you know, something to that effect. <laughs> and I think that'd be great, you know. I don't know. I can never forgive Relic because he killed all the Blue Lanterns. So. Oh, I know. Like, we, we're down to just St. Walker. Yeah, that there needs to be some hope in the universe. Now, one other thing, because this was interesting, I think one of you, I forget now, but when we were talking about that with Kyle, actually I think that was Mitch, with Kyle being the everyman, staying the everyman. Now, how did you feel about Hal Jordan picking up the Spectre power? Oh. What were your guys' thoughts on that? Did you read it, like, out of curiosity? Because I know I did. I read pieces uh, of it, didn't read all of it. Uh -huh. Me, I don't like the Spectre. The Spectre pisses me off a lot because he's <laughs> very holier than thou. I'm, uh, I hate him so much. But... Um, <laughs> They have to give him a redemption arc. I get right. that. And they could have just automatically have him come back like, hey, guys, sorry I killed a lot of people. So but him <laughs> being the specter, you know, it's otherworldly. It's its own thing. I still really like the scene in um, Identity Crisis when I forget who asked him, but do you remember or do you know who killed Sue? Yeah, when Ollie right? confronts him, he's like, come on, I know you yeah, know. Tell like, me. Uh, there will be justice or something. Yeah. But I like that concept because he can kind of do his own thing. And like when they need him for something, it's kind of like when you're really mad at your friend because they betrayed you. Sometimes you just need time and you need distance. So I get that aspect. That's cool. So I like that. I, I would admit you're, you're you're talking about like after Days of Judgment or yeah after Day of Judgment. Day of Judgment, yeah. So uh, I'll admit it got me at least interested in Spectre. Like I I had no interest in Spectre before that. So the idea of uh, you know Hal taking over as the the new host because. Uh, Corbin, Cor uh, Jim Corrigan, was Corrigan, dead. yeah, was dead. Like Spectre was just running around on his own. Um, like, are, are, yeah, cool. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm getting to see Hal, uh, which, I, as I, I, I noted last week, I, I didn't know much about Hal because I came in, it was already Kyle. Like this was, that was my Green Lantern. So, um, I, I was okay with it. Was I happy when they got rid of it? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, you don't really, I. Does anybody really understand what the Spectre's powers are? No. Is no. he supposed to be like a ghostwriter? Sometimes. Is he supposed to be the right hand of God? 
Sometimes is he supposed to be the wrath of God? Sometimes also, it's like, yeah. wh- which one is he supposed to be? He's is he this giant guy that's like bigger than the the plane plane of existence that he's on, or is he, uh, you know, Christmas Allen now? You know, it, it, what is? I don't understand what he's supposed to be. He's he's everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah, no, he's such a tough character um, because I like that he is the spirit of vengeance. He is the Old Testament biblical wrath. So hence the holier than now. But I like that when Hal came in, Hal's like. Dude, look, I'm here because I screwed up. So we're gonna try a little bit of redemption. So with him struggling to be the spirit of redemption. So I liked that those two, you know, like here's Hal trying to ride a whirlwind, you know, like it was very interesting. Sounds um, like we know what's gonna be our challenge in two weeks. Oh no, no, it'll be it'll be different. <laughs> okay. um, it'll be different. I think we already did that, didn't <laughs> we? Didn't we do do who's gonna be at the day of judgment in the yeah, we did a Day Marvel of Judgment University. in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, playing with uh, well, our Halloween stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Editor's we just box, did it. go back to October issues. Not <laughs> with, uh, but no, but one one story that I really enjoyed, um, and and I I do I appreciate that time as the Spectre, just because it was better than having the character be in limbo. But I do appreciate uh, Legends of the DC Universe. Uh, it was issues 33, 34, 35, and thirty six, and they did. Um, um, it was called oh gosh, what was it called? It was. Uh, the Destroyer of Worlds, and it was basically Hal's first solo story um, because they were originally going to launch his book, and then the artist was like, sorry, I can only commit to four, and that was back in the day. That was back in the day when they were like, no, if we're not going to have an artist team, a writer-artist team, then we won't sell that book. So they didn't know what to do with this four-issue arc that was already drawn and paid for, so they stuck it in Legends of the DC Universe. And it was just so great because that's where we really got to see how Hal himself was dealing with this. But yeah, in the end, losing him was well worth it because, I mean, Green Lantern Rebirth, honestly, I think has to be my all-time favorite Green Lantern story just because of the history. And I love when books give us more. You know, like Emerald Twilight, um, it's a product of its time. It was very rushed and the creative did the best they could with it. Um, it's a beautiful story now, knowing that what it leads to. But yeah, Rebirth comes out so much more better because of everything we got from it. All right, there you go. There is our challenge for this week. Next week, we will continue with uh, the story of the Green Lanterns as we march through this Emerald Month and uh, see you. See you then. So, if you want to get, if you want to talk about this story or uh, any of the stories that we came up with or any of the news that we talked about today, you can get a hold of me. I am on Twitter at at Mitchipedia G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. Chris, you can also find you on Twitter as uh, Stuff I Should Say Should spelled S H U D. And Rafa. You can find me on Twitter as Mobile Rafi because I give you entertainment on the go. That's right. And also drop your YouTube page. And also, if you like action figures, I mean, we're talking about what ifs, right? Imagine ifs. Yeah, that's that right. That's the good stuff. A big part of being a kid is when you get your action figures, you create your own storylines. <laughs> and if you like that, check out my YouTube channel. Same thing, one word, Mobile Rafi, where I review, play with, and play with some more action figures. <laughs> no, dude, your villain videos are freaking awesome. I love Thank them. Thank you. Yes. I have a lot of fun making them. Good, good. Uh, we have to do a team up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you want to hear the talk to the rest of Geek Elite Media, you can find them on Twitter at, at Geek Elite Media, uh, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekleetmedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. 
Hey, this is John from Geek Elite Media, and this podcast is being brought to you by Cuts by Candace. Candace Gist is a hairstylist that will work with you to get the right look. She uses her 18 years of experience to understand my needs and is the only one that comes near my hair. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of March 2019, and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you you can.